Good evening, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Mythos Unit with Listen to These Nerds. My name is Chris, and I'm going to be the Game Master, as always, for this session. Starting on my left and going clockwise around the table. Uh, hello, I'm Harry. I'll be playing Franklin Blackmore. Hi, I'm Joe. I'll be playing um, Quincy Adams. Hi, I'm Jonathan. I'm going to be playing Chip Adams. And I'm Yvette, playing Thalestra. <laughs> That's right, listeners. We have Yvette back after so long, and it's so gl- great to have them back. I... I know that for you people, it may have been simply minutes, but for us, it was eons. Mm. We've been stuck in the Phantom Zone this entire time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Time works differently there. (laughs) Well, I have to say, I went away, and I came back, and everyone has beards now. Suspicious. (laughs) We're actually all the evil. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna open a closet and you're gonna find that, like, the real us is, like, tied up. You're like, oh no! No, no, they won't find anything like that, Harry. We ate the good versions! (laughs) Now, um, why don't we jump back into things? So, I remember that last time things ended on a slight cliffhanger? Yeah. Because, uh, Franklin Blackmore had some kind of epiphany looking at a gas lamp and then ran off in the night without an explanation because, you know, that's how cliffhangers work. Yes, and also because I absolutely live to be the drama. <laughs> so, uh, Franklin uh, ran off into the night. Uh, actually, he's just running back to Scotland Yard. Uh, goes back and immediately starts digging through the case file of the murder of Holly the Dryad. Uh, trying to see if at any point anyone managed to figure out why she, like, why she was outside the grove that night. Mm. Whether we had actually, like, answered that question. Um, that is actually something that hasn't been answered, uh, because you never really had an opportunity to discuss the particulars with anybody such as Iris, her direct superior. Right. Okay. So, seeing this, Blackmore is going to, like, throw the case file down, go over to a phone, and, like, hammer the number of Jack's cell phone into the phone, and he's just going to be sitting there waiting for it to pick up, being like, come on, you stupid Kiwi. So yeah, he's just, just on the phone, like hearing the like the ringing. He's like, "Come on, pick up you stupid kiwi! Come on, come on, come on, come on!" And yeah, after you a bit, can't use the phone. <laughs> you don't have hands. <laughs> they can kick the receiver over and then like chirp into it. Okay, so yeah, the phone picks up. Uh, help! Hey, uh, could you keep this short, mate? Um, just <laughs> I forgot uh, this part. <laughs> 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 I'm uh, bringing it back, baby. <laughs> I'm like, Megan, the like, thorns oh. of a tangerine. <laughs> thorns of a tangerine. Uh, I'm a little uh, little busy at the moment. Jack, Jack, it's Frank. Oh, uh, hey, Franklin, how's it going, mate? Uh, you need you need anything right now? Yes. Can, but, it, can you keep it short? Listen, oh, in all the time that you've been there, have you noticed that any of the dryads been leaving the grove in the middle of the night? Um, no. I mean, uh, I mean, there was that period when. I mean, Iris is kind of keeping him under tight lock and key, what with uh, all the, you know, stuff going on. But uh, she's been having maybe a couple of her handmaidens, uh, you know, go out in pairs and stuff like that during the night. All right. Listen, as soon as you can, start asking around the Grove. Try and find out if you can find out why Holly left that night. Uh, oh. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Uh, you want to figure out why Holly uh, headed out and all that? Yes. Whatever this happened, it had to have happened outside of Mythtown. And that meant that the killer had to know that Holly was going to be outside of the grove that night. Oh, shit. Uh, And then you hear, one second, girls, and then... Wait. You you think there's somebody in the inner circle or something who might be working with this... with the killer? I don't know. 
but I do know that somebody must have known that she was going to leave the grove that night. And that person might be something that we need to find the killer. Oh, shit. All right. Well, um, okay. Um, I'll keep this in mind. Um, okay. I'll do what I can to investigate. Can't promise anything, but I'll do my best, mate. Yeah. Just get back to me when you can. Right, right. And then uh, you hear off in the distance, Jack, come back. We're about to do the facial scrub. And, all right. And, okay, uh, gotta go. Uh, you know, um, uh, I'm doing uh, manly stuff. All right, bye. Ugh. And Black Horse is going to be like, eh, hangs up. And um, so Blackmore is, like, thinking about heading out for the night before he realizes um, that there is one thing that he should probably take care of. Um, knowing, like, seeing Lavender's desk and, I'm assuming, like, some sort of notes about the current case that we're on, mm. he realizes that it might be a good idea to get proactive about uh, certain things. All right. And so he's going to start just filling out various paperwork to get... Uh, like, pre-approval for you uh, bringing in armed response vehicles okay. for when we have to go after that vampire. The All whole right. reason being, you know, level four, probably want to have a few more people with armaments to both A, handle crowds, and stuff like that. Okay, so you're looking to get a couple, um, a few more helping hands for when this eventually goes down. Yes. Okay, okay. And I'm just kind of doing this proactively. All and right. also adding a thing of like, hey... Maybe might be a good idea to keep Thalestra on retainer if we run into, you know, multiple of these. But obviously that decision might be out of your hands. I'm just making suggestions. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right, okay. Cool, 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 cool. But yeah, he will do that paperwork long into the night. Uh, he will collapse into the bunks uh, afterwards with a note on his desk that basically just says, wake me up in the bunks, wake me up when Lavender gets in. Wake me up before you go-go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, you do all of that exactly. And as for the rest of the team, so, yeah, the last you remember is uh, Franklin running off saying that he had to take care of something, but you two, um, yeah, uh, Chip, uh, Chip and Quincy, yeah, the I imagine the night is yours to do with what you like. You can investigate this weird phenomena, or you can just say fuck it and go home. Well, I mean, we're basically waiting for our call at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Chip will do, um, we'll go, do we have a researcher yet, or do we... Mm, not really, because, um, you're not sure what Thalestra's deal is, um, she may or may not be on hold, like, it's kind of up in the air, apparently she had some work to do with, uh, Myth Town Council or whatnot, you're not sure exactly, but, anyhow. Quincy doesn't know that Thalestra's gone. Hmm. So to be fair... work is, like, um... Accepting sacrifices of goats. Mm. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's a distinct chance that Thalestra never left the caves underneath Scotland Yard. Mm. All right. So, um... Yeah, so I guess Chip will, um... will do some research into what actually hurts vampires. Like, what... Mm. How much of vampire lore is, like, myth, and how much of it is actual, you know... All right. Um, sure, go ahead. You can roll a research check. I'm not good at this. I am very not good at this. I got three. Uh, 2d10s, remember. Oh, right. I forgot we were doing 2d10s. I might be slightly better at this. <laughs> the <laughs> averages are in my favor. Hey, if I can... So, uh, I'm actually going to follow... Seven. A whole seven. Okay. I'm, I'm going to follow Chip, and any book he finds about vampires, I'm going to go take to the photocopier. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you two are going to do some research Remember tonight. That um, yeah. <laughs> Alright, roll your own research check. Go right ahead. Um, 11 plus, what is it, intelligence? Yeah, intelligence modifier. Uh, 12. Okay, um, 
yeah, Quincy, you, um, yeah, you're munching your way through a few pages, and... I'm not actually eating the book. I'm okay. photocopying it and then eating it. That's what I mean, yes. You're eating the photocopies. Mm -hmm. You so, know, I wouldn't be mad if you wanted to eat yours. <laughs> mm. Um, anyway... Knowledge is to be shared. Yeah. So, you're, you're going through them, and you think you're finding maybe a couple things, like, um, for one thing, inherited silver is a strong possibility. So, like, you know... Silver that's been passed down through family lines for some time. The older it is, the better. Um, as well as uh, sanctified holy water that's been ordained by a priest. Um, as well as, if you happen to know what the vampire believed in while they were still a human, any sort of religious paraphernalia associated with their religion is also has a very strong warding effect. Oh, uh, so it's determined by the vampire's religion. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. what, whatever they believe. What in. Atheist vampire yeah, what the strongest vampire! We discussed this, yes. It is, um, to this day, it is uncertain what atheist vampires might be. I believe in science! Hold up a math textbook and get to go. Oh, it's so rational! Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you see, atheist vampires are actually the weakest because they're just... Because an atheist vampire believes in physics, mm. and a gun is just a lethal application of physics. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my powers don't make any sense. They're all gone. <laughs> I've got the most powerful religious symbol of all, a gun. Mm. I believe in gun. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, but despite your best efforts, you're unable to really find anything more than that. Okay, I assume that Quincy will share. Yeah, Quincy, you got that information, so yeah, share with Chip. Okay. I'm just eating and then writing stuff down that I... As I'm, like, eating, I'm, like, writing with the other hand. So I'll just be like... Oh, oh, oh. It's a crunchy book. <laughs> <laughs> it's very crisp cardstock yeah. here you're printing yeah. it off yeah. of. I'm actually... Is there edible paper? There's gotta be edible paper, right? Um, There's, like... Regular, regular paper is edible. Yeah, but not, like, good taste. It's not... <laughs> Delicious. So no. you take the paper, you soak it in oju. <laughs> <laughs> you have a paperback? Mmm. <laughs> mmm, <laughs> 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 delicious meaty paper. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's how your night goes. And eventually, the two of you... Yeah, you're getting pretty tired. Yeah, Chip will have him for the night. Uh -huh. Alright. I'm very full. <laughs> I'm gonna like waddle my way back to my house. Cool. Oh, so much of you. <laughs> All right. So after that, the next day comes, and today is a Sunday, and this is actually uh, the day off for all three of you guys. No. So so I sleep into like oh so I end up sleeping in. I just wake up in the bunks and I go in and I realize it's a Sunday. I'm like right right day off. Fuck. <laughs> all right. Um. I guess I'll see what John wants to do. Okay, um, yeah, John has finished up his homework and stuff like that, so he has the day free as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I John. Remember my adopted oh, yeah, kid? kid? Yes. My, 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 my kid, he just straight up robbed it. Yeah, my, my Jesus child. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, Quincy, what would you like to do today? Oh, well, um, I'm free. Um, I mean, we could listen to my records again. Ooh. Or we could go to the park. Kids oh, the park sounds kids. lovely. Listening to records. Okay, yeah. so, um, so you and John uh, get your, you know, uh, uh, well, basically you get your jackets on and you head out the door and stuff, and you see that there are, um, as you head down the steps, roll me a perception check. <laughs> I don't have that. Regardless, I get a 17. Okay. Um, yeah, looking around, you see that a couple of your neighbors are gathered together in, like, a small circle, maybe a step or two. Like, 
one doorway or two down from where you are, and you see that they're sort of looking in the direction of your house and whispering to each other and stuff, and as you turn to look towards them, they just stop. Uh, I'm gonna bend down to John Beck. Why don't you just uh, wait a second here, and I'll, uh, I'll be right back. Uh, I forgot I need to talk to... What I, what, I, what what are the neighbor's names? Um, let's go with Stanley and Sharon. Yeah. I just need to go talk to Stanley for a second. I'll be right back. Yeah. So I'm going to walk up to the group. Embrace tranquility. <laughs> I yeah. kill all of them. They're all dead. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. How's it going? Oh, um, morning, Quincy. And so, uh, morning, Mr. Adams. Uh, how are you today? Good. Good. Oh. Uh, is there a, a floor meeting? Um, no. No, nothing nothing like that. Um, actually, we, um, we wanted to ask you. Um, you remember the blackout that happened a few nights ago? Yep. And, right, um... We wanted to ask about John and what he did. Um, what do you mean? The way he drove off those uh, monstrous dogs and such. Wait, how did they see this? Um, they, that didn't happen in my house, did it? No, that happened out in the middle of the street. Oh, like outside my house. Yes. Oh. <clears throat> um, well, you know, as you know, um, do they know I'm part of the Mythos unit? Um, yeah, yeah. They I, I pull out my badge. Yeah. As you know, I'm, a uh, part of the Mythos unit. Right, right. Um, so I've given John a protective charm. Oh! To, uh, ward off monsters. Roll bluff. Can we get one of those charms? Uh, 12. Okay. Zach? Prove me wrong. Uh-huh. What kind of charm? Oh, it's, uh, it's, unfortunately, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but it's mm. something that we, in the Mythos Union, get for our friends and family. And just in case, you know, because we, oh, after that incident with the gargoyle and the eight-year-old, mm. you know? Mmm. Wait, what? Wait, well, actually, we don't know. What, what, is this, is this a cause oh, for concern? The, oh, it was just, you know, a, a agent's son was taken by a gargoyle. It, it, Gargoyles are great, just you know. <laughs> you know, all the gargoyles I know are actually very nice, but mm. that one apparently was quite bad. I see. They don't call them grotesques for nothing. <laughs> well then. Angry uh, Quebecois. <laughs> mouth away screaming. Right, well, uh, we... I see, that's very unfortunate, but we were wondering, would, would it be alright if uh, we were to... If there's another blackout, if we came to you for some, uh, protection. Um, well, I mean, if you... I mean, if you if you were to... I would be happy if you were to take care of John for me during if an incident like that were to happen. And, you know, John's protection would, of course, um, protect you as well, as long as you were nearby. Uh, that, that would be... Yeah, that, and... Yeah, sure. Yes, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um... All right, then. Uh, should anything like that happen again, um, we'll try to find you, and if possible, we'll keep an eye on John for you while you're doing your uh, police work. Absolutely. You know, uh, it, I really want John to be able to trust all of you guys, so, like, all I right. might, we might need to have one of you, you know, maybe babysit. <laughs> Roll diplomacy. <laughs> like, literally, the power flickers and all of your neighbors just kicking your door. Just, no, John! <laughs> that is a 11. 
Uh, well, I mean, we both have work during the day, and we're usually, um, but, uh... I just wouldn't want anything to happen to John think, or to think you were perhaps some sort of shapeshifter or monster coming after him, especially if oh. you were to bust down my door during an incident. But it, it, whatever makes you feel safest. Yeah. Um, uh, alright, well, well, we'll talk about this uh, more um, in a little while. We'll see what we can do, but no yeah, problems. Well, um, I why you came to me. Uh, You're lost. Well, of course. I mean, this is the community and all that. We do have to stick together. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, uh, have a lovely day, Chris. You as well. Yeah. And I'm gonna... Yeah. And the minute you leave, like, we gotta steal that charm from that kid. <laughs> we gotta mug this child! You, just don't, you don't know where I put it. <laughs> and he ate it. <laughs> I made him eat the charm. Yeah. Crazy. It's, it's actually, it's actually uh, charmed gum, so it stays in his stomach for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy, is everything alright? Yes, yes. So he's talk, talking about the, uh, you know... Be building, building stuff, really. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, note that uh, he, John doesn't roll empathy with you because he implicitly trusts you. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, all right, so the two of you then head to the park and you two have a lovely day. Cool. Um, I buy us fish and chips. Cool. That's what you have in England. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, there's one on every fucking corner. Yeah, no, they, do, they, they hand it out, right? And, like you wa- and you wash it down with black tea. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> anyway, um, Chip, is there anything that you're going to do today? Yeah, Chip's going to see if he can store some holy water. Okay, um, yeah, roll me... Uh... If it's research again, this is not going to end well. Okay, um... I'm trying to think of what would be an appropriate skill for this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> roll a cop to just bust into a church and be like, I need your myth with your holy water. Um, I would say it depends on how you want to approach this. If you want to, like, talk to some people, like, if you want, you could phone into Scotland Yard, talk to superiors, and see what could be requisitioned and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Don't, let's like, do that. jails. No, wait a minute. That's when they're, like, executing people. Yeah. <laughs> like, when they have, like, prison chaplains. Um, <laughs> I'll say that the death penalty the death penalty was removed from uh, okay. the UK for some time. The death penalty's been removed, but prison chaplains do still exist. Okay. Even for non-bloods. I know, because I've met a couple of them. Uh. Well, then. The question would really be, do myths count enough as humans, or believe enough in God... That we could justify keeping a prison champlain on style. On but it's staff. just like, it's just Scotland Yard in general. Uh, or, I guess, yeah. Or you could just walk into any, like, Catholic church that has, like, a font at the door and then just some shit up and run out. <laughs> it, specifically, it has to be blessed by the priest, though. Isn't that. I feel like those um, are blessed by the priest. I feel like it, you wouldn't just. You, know, like, you would think that's the first thing he does. He just walks up, he walks yeah, into church. I want to know, I, I, I want to know if that's, a, like, a specific. Um, like, or does it have to be like blessed and given to you with the priest's goodwill, mm-hmm. not just um? <laughs> that's um. <laughs> Turns out God is not like kind to people that just run in with a water bottle, <laughs> scoop some up, and run out. Basically, a chaplain does have to spend some time uh, blessing the water, and the more water it is that they have to bless, the longer the ritual takes. But it is a process. Okay. Yeah. So I can't just get regular holy water. It has to be. Specifically blessed by a priest. Exactly. Excellent. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna see if I can requisition some, I guess. Sure. Okay, uh, yeah, roll diplomacy. All I have to do is tell the priest, look, like, vampires are gonna eat people, so you wanna help us out, right? Can I roll, uh, leadership instead? Sure, you can roll leadership to, yeah, if you want to. 
Okay, so that's going to be 18. All right, so um, appealing to the sense that you are an important member of the unit who specializes in a lot of counter-myth uh, methods and stuff like that, you're able to essentially uh, speak to the people on the other end of the phone and impress the need for the team's... Or, Impress the team's need for holy water onto them, given the recent events. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chip, you got a package here from Vatican City. <laughs> <laughs> all right. A big so- soaked tub. Okay, so, yeah. You... One of those soda dispensers. All right, and Franklin, is there anything you'd like to do today? Uh, well, I wake up upon realizing that Lavender isn't coming in because it's a day off. Yeah. And, um... Has uh, Jack gotten back to me yet? Um, no. Hmm, <laughs> well... I can't help that for the time being. So I'm just going to go to the pub. <laughs> All right, then. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say that you head to O'Brien. Um, yeah, you head to O'Brien's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and as you head in and you see that a number of people are already there having their, you know, morning beers and stuff like that. On a Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, are there I mean, laws against that? I don't think are England. There? Let me double check. It's malty. It's the Sabbath. It's thick. John, it's just I'm... like eating breakfast. Good oatmeal. Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about all this church stuff. I yeah. thought that was a rule. You can't drink until a certain time on a Sunday. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's a rule. Mm. The people in the bar. What if the people in the bar are atheists? They're not. They're not. This doesn't work doesn't all the time. That doesn't stop religious lawmakers. Mm. Uh, I am seeing no problems with things on a Sunday. Okay. All right. Though I'd imagine that it's probably a bit later, like, you know, around noonish when he actually gets out of there. Okay. Because he was expected to be woken up and mm. just slept through it, basically. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you go into O'Brien's uh, in the very early afternoon, and there are a couple of gents there already having, you know, beers and stuff like that. And you see that, um... Yeah, you pull up to the bar and you see that O'Brien is serving his patients and stuff, but you also see that Mac, uh, the Efreet, is off to one side, seated at a table. He looks like maybe he's on his break, but he's um, propping his forehead up with his hand as he's going through what seems to be a handwritten list, and he looks very tired and very frustrated. Hmm. All right, well, after I get me beer, um, I'm going to go over to the table and I'm going to be like, oh, Mac, this seat taken? Um, oh, uh, Inspector Blackmore, please uh, make yourself comfortable. I, I apologize. Just uh, just a moment. And he quickly um, grabs a cloth and wipes the table off. And... No, 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 no. Don't worry. I just was looking over and I noticed you looked a little stressed. It's, uh, well, it is a matter that has been concerning me for some time. It's actually the reason I came to London in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a member of the Mythos unit, correct? And, like, Blackmore does, like, a little, like, nod. Right. Uh, like, yeah. And I'm not sure if this would be uh, an appropriate subject to bring to your attention, but I am in need of something. What do you know of Ifrit's? <sighs> Fortunately, mythology is not a particular strong suit of mine. Uh, I see. Well, um... Magic users? <laughs> Ifrit's, all of them, have a special weapon, you might say. One that is bound to them as soon as they come of fighting age. And it is part of them, in a sense. It is that it is through this weapon that they're able to channel a great deal of their elemental abilities. And at the moment, I am looking for mine. How did you lose it? It was many, many centuries ago. There was an event for which I was summoned to help a number of men defend their home against invaders. 
I believe you would know it better as the Crusades. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that that could see that. That was a bit of a clusterfuck. Mm. That is to put it lightly. I saw it. I was there. And during the fracas, uh, during one of the battles, I was, well, banished, you might say, by an enemy uh, Templar. And as, But before I was entirely dispelled, they were able to lay hands on my sword and claim it for themselves. And when I came to, a few years ago, I found myself without it. I had been looking for it for some time. Hmm. And all of my clues, all of my investigating have led me here. Because the Templars who came to Jerusalem during the Crusades were British. And as a result, my guess is that the sword has been passed down through the descendants, and it is still somewhere here in the UK. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you said that it allows these weapons allow Ifrits to wield their magical abilities. Would a person be able to use them? Not quite. Uh, it's something specifically for the Ifrit. For whoever holds it, it is more or less a very large, very ornate sword. Hmm. Well, can't say how much we'll be able to look into a centuries-old theft case, but uh, consider it on my radar. Franklin Blatt. He reaches out and he puts a hand on your shoulder. This item is more important to me than almost anything that I have to possess. If you are able to find this for me, I promise you a pact with myself so that you may use the fullest extent of my abilities until the day that you pass from this mortal coil. <laughs> for, yeah, for like, the, I, so that's like on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to an free like, human lifespan probably pretty short. Oh, yeah. It's totally. like, I just mean when he turns into a ghost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, just do it. Lost power. <laughs> you are dead now. I'm gone. <laughs> Technicalities. I mean, that would be a thing a jerk-ass genie yeah. would do. Uh, so yeah, Franklin, kind of not suddenly expecting all this formality, is like, uh, well, um, yeah, I'll, again, I, I can't promise you that it's our top priority, but I'll definitely keep an eye out. Um, and he, like, reaches into his thing and pulls out a notepad. Do you have a description I could probably start looking for? Indeed. It is, uh, similar to a scimitar in some respects. However, it was customized specifically for my height and build. It is, and he begins giving you the specifications, like the exact length, the exact weight, um, the number of runes that are engraved along the length of the blade, and how it seems to shine gold if you hold it at a certain light in the setting sun. Alright, so shines, runes, any other distinctive features, gems, anything like that? Uh, yes, there, um, there is a large uh, blood ruby embedded in the hilt. Alright. Well, uh, like I said, well, I'll put this into our files and I'll see if we can't manage to find anything. But uh, again, I don't exactly, it's been a couple centuries, that's a long time for things to get moved around, but we'll see what we can do. Anything at all would help, Frankie. Mm. Well, my thanks. I think yeah. the first place you should check is the British Museum. That was actually my thought as well. <laughs> so, um, Wait, you're saying the British Museum would take something from a different <laughs> culture? <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so Franklin will finish his beer, um, take a shot for the road, and uh, then he is going to head out of the town and basically think, well, if I have the day off, fuck it, I'm going to go to the museum and see if they've taken anything. All right, uh, roll me... A... Anything recently. Yeah, anything recently. <laughs> roll me an investigation check. Okay, let me just double check what that is. Oh, God. That's... It's based on your intelligence modifier. Do you have the scrutiny skill listed? Uh, no, but I do have investigation. There you go. Awesome. 
Uh, so that's a 7 plus 6. That is a 13 altogether. Uh, you spend some time looking around. Specifically, you go to uh, the exhibit that deals with, um, you know, tools and artifacts belonging to lost civilizations mm -hmm. and uh, different parts of the world and stuff like that. But despite carefully going through the area, you don't see anything like that. All right. So, yeah, having gone through the museum. Uh, so, Franklin... Did you get any souvenirs in the gift shop? <laughs> He leaves with a uh, uh, hat that's shaped like a pyramid and <laughs> yeah. a uh, novelty tie. Yeah, <laughs> a, uh, an ice cream cone shaped like Tutankhamun's uh, sarcophagus. <laughs> no, but uh, after that, then Franklin um, uh, basically, like you know, he stops in the police precinct and just puts in a file, basically saying like, be on the lookout for like very ornate looking sword, property of Mac and Ef uh, an Ifrit, uh, stolen circa. 700 years ago? Alright. And uh, after that, he'll basically just head home. Cool, 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 cool. Alrighty then. So, uh, with that, you guys have finished up your things for the day, and now let's go to the next day. Monday. Back oh. to work! Mm. And as soon as the three of you come in, regardless of what time it exactly might be, you're told that, um, yeah, Superintendent Hightower wishes to speak to all of you. Alright. Mm -hmm. So heading up to the team's meeting room, you see that he is inside with um, the individual who you've seen at the crime scenes a few nights ago, Edwin Arthur Creedy, who is apparently in, heavy finger quotes, internal affairs. He looks through people's organs. <laughs> Why is internal affairs in quotes? What is that? Well, you guys have your suspicions about whether or not he really is involved in internal affairs. Ah, yes. Or, or what exactly he's doing generally. What, yeah, what his capacity is within internal affairs. Yeah, it's it's weird. So anyway, the two of them are speaking to each other, and then as you, the three of you enter, uh, Hightower. Ah, uh, morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Uh, pretty good. Excellent. Uh, there are just a few matters that we, well, uh, Creedy and I need to discuss with you. Hmm. Uh, Specifically, um, I reach my hand out to shake Creedy's hand. Uh, Creedy takes it and shakes yours. But how does his hand feel? Um, I was thinking the exact same thing. Doesn't he wear gloves all the time? He does. Uh, he is very. He is long. He wears black gloves and he has long fingers that completely encircle your hand. His skin is cool to the touch, but nevertheless, his handshake is firm as he and respectful as he shakes yours. He's got those fucking Abraham Lincoln fingers. Mm. How many joints do his fingers have? Do they have extra joints? <laughs> it's the human amount. Okay. Whoa. Do you think he has hairy palms? That's why he's wearing gloves. He's actually a Sasquatch. <laughs> I'm a shaved Sasquatch. <laughs> no, no, no. Hairy palms is a vampire thing, but it's also a masturbator thing. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, it's so also about jerking it. Wait, I knew about the masturbation thing. What's this about vampires? Oh, okay. Have you ever seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yes. Gary Oldman? He totally has hairy palms. I mean, how do we okay. know that's just not Gary Oldman? I think it's a thing. <laughs> I'm looking this up. <laughs> how do we... Well, there's two things. One, how do we know it's not just Gary Oldman? And two, how do we know it's just not because Dracula jacks it constantly? <laughs> well, that as much as I appreciate that knowledge, I'm not going to make my vampires chronic masturbators. Okay. So. <laughs> University students? Eh, eh. <laughs> well, okay, maybe one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. And so as uh, you guys are... You know, uh, looking between each other at this, uh, Creedy. Specifically, we have been in contact. <laughs> Sorry, just to clarify, <laughs> there is no evidence that all vampires have Harry Potter. But there is an entire section on TV tropes about Bram Stoker's Dracula and I is Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is no, good no. to know. Thank you, Joey. All right. So, in regards to the matter which we are discussing, we are currently in talks with Myth Town and the elders in regards to the induction of another member of the Mythos unit from Myth Town. So, essentially, another Myth agent would be able to join you in the field. Is this Hightower speaking or Creedy? This is Creedy speaking. Oh. Hightower sounds completely different. He's, he's British. Well, so is Creedy. He's extra British, though. British extreme. Yeah. European extreme. <laughs> yeah, All right. We understand that with the inclusion of Agent Lavender, uh, there are a number of changes to the roster recently, and I merely wish to come by and ensure that everything proceeds as smoothly as possible. Question, Grady. Is any of this um, making sure things as smooth as possible any of Buttermaker's doing? I can assure you that Buttermaker has as little to say in this matter as I can allow him to. Okay, so I I rolled like 25 empathy. I assume he doesn't like Buttermaker. Uh, yeah. you He's pretty quick, right? Yeah, there is the faintest undertone of dislike that you can pick up. Uh, very subtle. Yes, exactly. Only with my expert senses. Yes. But, anyway... I remember <laughs> Buttermaker. <laughs> I remember him fondly. Yeah. Alright, yes. Uh, I simply wish to ensure that as the agents assigned to this task force, that everything is as clear and open for you as possible. And also, in regards to agents, uh, Thalestra will be rejoining us. Right now? Yes. You guys don't want to go visit me in my lair? <laughs> and then I can describe Wait, I'm sorry. the interesting what, what, things that I've been Did the, the Lester leave? Uh, we're not entirely sure, actually. She was technically called back by the Mythos Town Council. But, but I just saw her. She was on... She was, wasn't she just on the roof? Remember when you were looking in that corridor and then you weren't looking above you and she was right above you? Do you remember that? <laughs> I mean, what, what about that time you were getting a coffee and she and she went down right behind you and was looking right lied. at you? <laughs> Do, don't, you don't remember that either? No. Oh. She waved at me. <laughs> <laughs> the Lester was called back, but it's not like she left. Doesn't <laughs> mean she went. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, I believe she's down in her cavern, as she refers to it. Uh, but you may visit her when you so wish. Mm. And at that point, Hightower speaks up. But on that note, we are going to need to have the team move out soon. There's been another incident report of something that occurred last night. Oh, what happened? We believe it to be a vampire attack. Another one? Well, an actual vampire attack or another attack of a thrall? (laughs) Uh, we believe it to be an actual vampire given the details of the event. Mm. And specifically, it happened last night. We've only... Uh, been able to ascertain things after sending in a preliminary police force to take a look at things, but then realized that it would require your expertise, you might say. I see. Well, no time like the present. I'll go get Thalestra. Thalestra, I will say that you can come into this conversation whenever you like as spookily appropriate. I want you to go into the basement that I can describe. All right. Okay. All right, so I head down into the basement. See, you're actually the best person to go because you can't get caught in a web. Yeah, that's true, actually. Also, there is one more matter. I understand that my appearance at the crime scene a few nights ago was unexpected, and I wanted to ensure you that I have the best intentions regarding this case. For that matter, 
I was able to pull a few strings, and despite the fact that it would normally come out of your funding to replace, I was able to secure you another copy of the van that you possessed previously. Oh, thank God! <laughs> Irvine was starting to worry me significantly. Mm. Has anyone told him? We are... Uh, we will be bringing him down shortly. <laughs> Sucking monitored cell. Mm. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that... they take the straitjacket off of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just tell him that it's the van, and he escapes the straitjacket himself. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, Franklin, uh, you head down to the tunnels below Scotland Yard. Yes. And heading towards the Lesser's Cavern, uh, Yvette. So what's yeah. going on right now? Okay. So you walk down the the hallway, which is like at first it's just you know a regular Scotland Yard hallway, but as you go deeper into the sub sub basement, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it starts looking a little dingy, and the, the light bulbs are kind of flickering, and everything has a sort of green tinge to it. You can't tell if it's just your eyeballs, or mold on the walls, or, or using lighting. really crappy light bulbs. Yeah, yeah, a combination of all of these. Um, you keep walking, do 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 do. All you hear are the sound of your footsteps echoing in this hallway. It's like a giant bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm terrified. <laughs> so much linoleum. Yeah, yeah. You start hearing some kind of like. Mysterious, some a low, a low hum, some some kind of thing. It sounds like muffled voices. Mm. It's mysterious. So you're approaching the area that you know is uh, the entrance to Delestra's lair. Mm. It's uh, originally a disused uh, storage section. They used to keep evidence and stuff down here. So it's kind of like a largish warehouse, but now it's with the keys. So you open the door and. What do you see? Terrifying! Ah! It's a collection of like lower grade uh, mailroom clerks and some stenographers and um, you know general uh, people who work in the office. Um, you know what are they doing down here? And they're all wearing these mysterious black robes and they're kind of standing around in a circle and like bowing and chanting <laughs> <laughs> and. What's this? Oh my god! All of a sudden, a spray of arterial blood gets all over you because the Lester just bit the head off a goat. <laughs> and you can see there's a lot of other goat carcasses strewn around, but they're mostly eaten because it's been a while. So, and, uh, Blackmore is both equally parts horrified <laughs> and confused. Yeah. I, was, I was not expecting the cult aspect of this. <laughs> this Sorry, is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh. Lestra? But you're like, you're like also. Yeah, I, I, I realize that as I'm like slowly wiping off. <laughs> and Balestra, uh, who is in uh, spider form right now, so not very human looking at all, has a lot of turns her multiple eyes towards you <clears throat> and says, uh, Silence, my children. <laughs> <laughs> the chanting that all of the cultists had been doing up till now fades into silence immediately. Yes. It also sounds a little weird because she's got mandibles instead of a human mouth. Mm. But you kind of get the idea. Clickety clacks. It's like those words, but like you, they were scraping yeah. across the, the outside of her Real mouth. spooky. <clears throat> and then uh, she walks over them because she's very large. Mm-hmm. So she steps out of the circle, uh, drops the dead goat kind of in front of you. It lands on the ground with a splat. Mm. And says, Ah, this is one human that I have not seen in many a mood. How long? You were gone for literally less than, what, two days? Really? Oh! 
Time not. works differently down in the cavern. <laughs> You're in my world now. I mean, really, if a giant spider came up to you and said, hey, you want to join a cult and get spooky powers? And I was working a kind of crappy dead-end job, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Okay, so I, I, I didn't realize it in two days. Uh, okay, a lot has changed in two days. Anyway, sorry. Uh, it has been two day, two of your Earth days. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you require assistance? Uh, yes. Apparently, you've been um, reinstated as a member of the Mythos Unit. Do you happen to have a towel of some sort? You see that like he's trying to wipe off the blood using like a handkerchief. It's not going so well. They're, uh, they're spreading it around now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, motion to one of the, uh, mailroom clerks who hands you a nice handkerchief. Oh, it's Fred from upstairs. Fred, what, what is all this? We belong to the spider now. We are simply heard many, many children. My mail still gets through, right? Yes. All right. Many cats. <laughs> <laughs> Mail day is Thursday. Today is the day of darkness. Monday, yes. right? <laughs> uh, all right, so he wipes it off and gives it back to Fred. But yes, um, and it looks like we're going to be investigating some sort of what they believe to be a vampire attack. Ah, very well. Very good. I tire of these four-legged sacrifices. <laughs> uh, yeah, this the cultists look between each other nervously. My queen, uh, do you intend to mean that you require something mo with more emotional capacity? <laughs> I thought you were going to say blood legs. <laughs> <clears throat> do not fear, my children. You are safe with me for now. <gasps> <laughs> they all let out on the side. But then, oh, thank God. But then, oh, but then you say for now, and they just yeah. clam up again. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> you may resume your scheduled activities. <laughs> Out of curiosity, what exactly are those scheduled activities? Um, talking to the... Yeah, no, I, I, this is Blackboard asking you that question. Like, what is this schedule activities? They proceed to file out of the cavern, single fire, file, chanting to themselves. Paperwork. <laughs> oh, alright. <laughs> and then, uh, still chanting, uh, they take off their robes, set them in a pile, and then they... All right, so uh, I believe we've got a bit of work upstairs. Yeah, I've got this massive report that's due by the end of the day, and they just go about their normal everyday stuff. I mean, like I, I technically do the same thing with Grinner, so I can't really fault them for wanting to find like you know meaning in this godforsaken world. Mm. Like one step removed from giving them the bog juice to drink. Mm. All <laughs> right. Yeah, I will. Right. I will lead you back up. Um, hopefully, trying to clean off as much of the blood off my clothes as possible. Okay. Oh, it's just a hanky. Yeah. So, uh, you rejoin the team, and they are already heading down to uh, the parking garage as they're going along, and it seems as though the Hightower is reading through a case file, and it seems as though the individual who was attacked was a woman named Elizabeth Chambers. She's all right. It, it was merely more of a scare than anything else, but the fact remains that uh, it still did occur, and she says that the individual was most likely a vampire. How could she tell? Um... Well, the thing attempted to come at her with a very large pair of canines, and she threw it off of her, uh, and grabbing whatever she could nearby, she was able to find a cross, she's apparently Catholic, and she warded the 
creature off until it was forced to flee by crashing through her the window of her apartment building. Hmm. Interesting. Alright, well I guess we should probably head out. Hmm. Alright. And as you all come down to the parking garage, uh, you see that the van is once again where it should be, looking exactly as it did before. Or exactly as the previous copy did. Alright, so, you have your van, we have all of our members currently, uh, with the exception of Mr. Lavender. Currently, we're having him investigate an incident going on in the middle of London. Hmm. Nothing you need to worry about. Uh, as for right now, the only thing we need is... Wait, where's Irvine? I thought somebody sent for him. Has nobody told him about the van? At, at that point, Irvine up here. Huh? At that, at, at that point, did Irvine appear? Um, yeah, you actually see, hear the doors behind you open, and there are a pair of nurses from, like, the medical wing that are assisting Irvine along. He's basically, like, using, um, like, a metal, like, you know those things. An IV stand? Yeah, yeah, he's using an IV stand to support his own weight. He looks deathly pale, uh, with huge bags under his eyes, and he looks as though he can barely stand under the force of his own weight. It's alright, just come right this way. There's something for you here, Mr. Irvine. What? What's going on? What is it? I can hear something at the end of a tunnel. I'm gonna go up to the van. Yeah. I'm gonna turn on the ignition. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so you turn it on, and <laughs> yeah, he just perks up at that sound. What is it? What? What are we? Then he looks straight ahead. He sees the van, and you just rev the engine again. Suddenly, there is a blur from where he's standing, and the IV stand clatters over, and suddenly something sweeps past you, and Irvine is in the driver's seat with his full vitality restored. He revs the engine and simply says, I drive! Okay. Well, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Flipping out a pair of aviators, he slips them on and revs the engine twice, as if to indicate to you that you need to get going. All right. Uh, I will get it. Okay. All right. Hopping in as you do, guys always Celestra do. Celestra turns yeah. into a human mm. and rides shotgun. All right. <laughs> oh, hello, Threat. Celestra. She pushes past you and hops into the shotgun seat. Yep. I just wave at her. Mm-hmm. Greetings, human. What is your name? You don't remember Quincy? I do now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, oh, okay. I'll sit down and the This is the first time Quincy's actually been physically hurt. Well, oh. I'm a little offended, but I'm, oh. I'm, I'm okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I will note that Chip has a um, has like a high tech like gas canister squirt gun. Okay. All right. So you've added that to your roster. Uh huh. All right. Is it full of stuff? It's full of the holy water he acquired. Yeah, yes. Cool. Uh, so on the way there, I asked, so does anyone know it? So does anyone do any know anything about vampires? I was going to ask Lavender about it, but he's not here. Uh, I apparently... I, yeah, I give them... I, I give you the information I know. Okay. So, uh, I believe it has a lot to do with what the vampire believes in. Do we know the background of this gentleman? Probably not. You said, but uh, Hightower said that this took place at Elizabeth's home, correct? Uh, yes. Do vampires still have the, the stipulation that they have to be invited into a person's domicile? They do. Okay, well, this will be interesting. Hmm. Alright, so I guess we, uh, so yeah. Well, yeah, so Franklin basically says, like, as much. It's like, well, the like, asks, does vampires still have the, that restriction? And when they do, he kind of goes, well, that'll make things. Well then, there's something we can work with. Hmm. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. 
All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.